Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Super Bowl Sunday could make you fat. Actually, the whole football season could make you fat. Now, that's not my opinion, and I really don't care for that F word. The fact of the matter is, football and weight gain go hand in hand. Specifically, football season and people who watch football on TV. So if you're a football fan, you are at risk of weight gain during the football season. And guess what the most dangerous day of the whole season is? You guessed it. Super Bowl Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, before you RSVP yes to that weight gaining, I mean, that Super Bowl party, listen to this episode. Now, that's hard for me to admit because I'm a part of a big football family. We love football. But Americans gain a lot of weight during the football season. In fact, there's a lot of researchers who believe that a huge percentage of the weight gain attributed to the holidays is in large part due to the weight gain that football fans have during the football season. That means college and NFL football games. That means people are inside, they're sedentary, they're watching games. And what do you do when you watch a game? Well, most people aren't having a meal. They're usually snacking and consuming alcohol. Not all people, but it certainly would explain why there's so much weight gain. When we think about weight gain over the holiday season, most of us think about holiday parties. But now, if you're a football fan, you're going to playoff game parties, you're watching it together as a family on Saturdays, you're inviting friends over, you're always having football parties if you're a football fan, whether it's college or NFL. So I figured before the big game on Sunday, we need to get ourselves straight. We need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. We need to like get our game right. We need to prepare for this game as if we're about to play in this game. You hear what I'm saying? Are you down with me? All right, let's put together a little game plan. And by the way, guess who suggested that I do this episode? You got it, the coach. My husband, Brett, he's a high school football coach and he's the one that brought up this topic. I started doing the research and I'm like, whoa, you are right. This is a problem and we're gonna plan for the game. So here's the game plan, people. Step one, a study conducted on behalf of Nutrisystem and you can understand why they would do this study, found that one out of four football fans admits to gaining over 10 pounds over the course of the NFL season. And 16% admit to gaining 20 pounds over the course of the football season. How crazy is that? Get this, Super Bowl Sunday is the second biggest day of the year for food consumption in the United States. Second only to Thanksgiving, Americans will spend more than $50 million on food over the course of the three to four days before and around the Super Bowl. Here's what we'll consume on Sunday. 4,000 tons of popcorn, 8 million pounds of guacamole, 14,000 tons of chips. It's no coincidence that most of the ads that you'll watch on Super Bowl Sunday are not for vegetables and they're not for protein shakes. Nope, they're for chips. And that's why. 5,000 pounds of hot dogs. Who eats a hot dog? Beer sales will increase by $17.9 million during Super Bowl week. Pizza sales are reported to go up 44% on that day alone. 6% of NFL football fans call in sick on Monday. I'm in a football family. I didn't know this. Now, you might think that we watch football all the time, but we, we don't. I mean, my husband coaches football. He played football. He played in the Canadian Football League. He, as he likes to say, he had a cup of coffee with the Atlanta Falcons before getting released. 
His brother, Rob Johnson, played in the NFL for upwards of 10 years, and he's coached tons of quarterbacks who've ended up in the NFL, including Mark Sanchez. So really the only time we watch NFL football is if he's watching someone who he once coached, you know, not just a quarterback, but maybe a kid who got a Division I scholarship and went on to play pro ball. So other than that, we really don't watch NFL football. We're, we're huge Big Ten football fans, but, but we don't really watch a lot of football, you know? But I found it really surprising to hear these statistics. So I was teaching my early morning workout class at 5.30 a.m., and I love to use them as kind of my own research. And I, I said, you know, by a show of hands, how many of you are going to a Super Bowl party on Sunday? And 75% of the room raised their hand. I was like, wow. That is crazy. So this is a big deal. This isn't like, you know, some people are going to watch the Super Bowl. A lot of people are going to watch the Super Bowl. When we're talking about avoiding weight gain, Super Bowl Sunday is just as important when it comes to making sure you've got healthy habits and coping mechanisms in place. It's just as important on Super Bowl Sunday as it is on Thanksgiving. In fact, Super Bowl Sunday is more dangerous than just about any other holiday, including Halloween, including Christmas and New Year's Eve and everything else all combined. The only one where we sometimes consume more calories than on Super Bowl Sunday is Thanksgiving. And do you know why that is? It's the mindless eating. It's because you're sitting there for hours sometimes with not a lot to do. Let's face it. The average Super Bowl party has 17 people. That's the average. That's the national average. So those 17 people, what percentage of them do you think are true fans, like rooting for their team, watching every down, like how much air was in the ball or how many sacks, hits, or hurries the Patriots put on the Seahawks quarterback? Are you pretty, like, impressed that I even know that? I do enjoy watching football, but I have a different appreciation for the game. I'm less concerned with uh, sacks and downs and pass rushing and all that stuff. And really, my interest is in the young men. Like, what is their background? Why does he have so much anger? And let's talk about these outfits. They're like, those are throwback uniforms. I'm like, well, I don't like those outfits. And can, why doesn't the camera pan back to the cheerleaders? The cheerleaders are so cute right now. Why are they wearing those skirts? Those skirts are so unflattering. You know, and I'm like, why don't they show their wives? And go back to the cheerleaders. I want to see how cute the cheerleaders are. And they're like, okay, m- maybe you could like go in the other room or something. Oh, and they're not outfits, they're uniforms. I'm like, whatever, potato, potato. But it's an outfit with matching shoes and matching socks and matching pants. What do you call that? It's an outfit. The rest of us are watching just waiting for the halftime show or that really cool commercial or at least paying attention to the commercial so we have something to talk about the next day, right? So what are you doing with the rest of your time? Well, most people are pretty bored. And when we're bored, what do we do? We eat especially if you're there and there's just bowls of guacamole and dip and nuts and chips and crunchy stuff. That's why we get ourselves in trouble. So in this episode today, I'm going to give you some really simple tips to help you avoid the Super Bowl Sunday weight gain. Get this. There's also opportunity in this. If you are somebody who works in health and wellness, if you're a personal trainer, a fitness instructor, somebody who believes in getting people healthy, the number one day of the year that people start their diets? No, it is not January 1. It is the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. Opportunity, people. Opportunity. So let's talk about how you personally can maintain your willpower. 
Now, there's the obvious, right? Like, oh, drink a bunch of water before you go to the party. Make sure to get your exercise in. Like, hello, yeah, we know that. And that's a pretty serious thing. But most importantly, the exercise. Here's why. Confidence allows us to make better decisions. We feel more confident, more energized. We feel like we should take care of ourselves and treat ourselves with more respect like an athlete when we exercise. So I'm going to tell you to work out on Super Bowl Sunday. But I don't think that should be the day that you kill it. Like if you have a ravenous, like if you generate a ravenous appetite, that's probably not the right environment to put yourself in after a killer workout. So my recommendation to you is do something that's a little bit longer and a little bit more on the steady state side of things. What do I mean by steady state? I mean, go on a long walk with ankle weights on, walk on the treadmill with it at an incline of 10 to 12. Maybe a long bike ride. Jog at a nice low pace. Whatever you do, don't kill yourself. Just feel good about yourself. Next, come prepared. Now, I'm speaking to you as if you're showing up at somebody else's party. If it's your party, it's up to you to serve stuff that's healthy. I mean, just because it's a party and there's some people coming who might not be on the same level of health and fitness and nutrition that you are doesn't mean you have to cater to their bad habits. If I'm inviting guests over and they happen to be smokers, I'm not offering cigarettes. That's their problem that they've made these unhealthy decisions. There are bajillions, yes, that's a number, of recipes. Just Google it. Google healthy Super Bowl snacks, healthy Super Bowl recipes, and you'll find so many you won't know what to do with yourself. But the biggest culprit are the dips. What are some healthy alternatives to dips? Yeah, guacamole is healthy, depending upon who makes it. Like when we make guacamole, we don't add mayonnaise. We just mush up some avocado, throw in some salsa, and that's our guacamole. But most guacamole, if you're buying it like off of the shelf in the grocery store, is just filled with garbage. So don't kid yourself in thinking that all guacamoles are created equal. Try fresh pico de gallo, salsas, eggplant hummus, anything that's not mixed with creams and mayonnaise and eggs and just all this really super laden in fat ingredients. And don't forget the number of foodborne illnesses reported on Super Bowl Sunday. Again, because people are eating from dips that either have dairy or eggs or other byproducts that really should be refrigerated and they've been sitting out for hours. So if you're not afraid of the fat and calorie content, at a minimum, you should avoid these dips that have been sitting out for hours because you don't want your food poisoning to become the halftime show. Everyone loves a crunch. So again, if you're the host, make sure that there's tons of yummy vegetables. But if you're a guest, you don't show up empty-handed. That's just rude. And you don't need to bring cookies or cakes or chips or anything that's fried, right? Because these are your friends. So why would you want to poison them? Bring something that's healthy, right? Bring something that you would enjoy. Bring something that you know you can eat and you know what the calorie content is and you know it's healthy. My next tip, find the other healthy person in the room. You know there is someone. And it's funny how you start to develop this radar for other people who are into health and fitness. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But we just kind of look out for each other. So when you spot that person from across the room, even if it's someone you've never met before, go ahead, first size up their biceps, and then beeline for a spot next to them on the couch. We're going to stick together in this. Go sit down next to them. Talk about the stuff that you like to talk about, which is health and nutrition and fitness. If those aren't the things you normally talk about, if this is like a new journey for you, 
you'll still find that person. If there's 17 people in the room, I guarantee you will find one person in the room who eats healthy and exercises regularly. And even if this is a new thing for you, go find them. Sit next to them and ask them 85 questions. No one loves to talk about health and fitness more than somebody who's into it. So you won't be bothering them. They love talking about that. People who are into health and fitness love to be experts. Okay, now when you do want to be polite and grab a plate and walk over to the snack table or the buffet, here's a tip that really makes a difference. Make sure that you're eating with a very small group of people. So if you're fixing yourself a plate, number one, grab a smaller plate. If there's two different sizes, grab a smaller one. Number two, stand with a small group of people. If you join the group of six or more people, there's a 76% higher chance that you'll consume more calories than you would if you were with six or fewer people. (laughs) I know this is like crazy, right? But think about it. When you're with just two people and you have a plate of food, you know that they're watching everything you put in your mouth. And maybe that's none of their business, but we all kind of notice when everyone's looking at us in a very small circle of people. Now, if you're in a huge group at six to 10 people, no one's really watching you. So we kind of lose track of how much we're eating ourselves. So two things, grab a small plate and join a small group. Here's another tip. Be sure to listen to this podcast on your way to that party. What, what? That's right. I released it early so you could start thinking about these things but I want you to listen to it on the way to the party. Just pop in some headphones. In fact, you could even be listening to it at the party. People will be like, Barb, aren't you like watching the game? And you're like, yeah, I don't want to miss anything. So I'm listening to it on my headphones. Meanwhile, it's like me and you hanging out and I'm coaching you saying, don't go near the guacamole. Stay away from the chips, right? I mean, who's going to know? And when everyone cheers, just cheer with them. They'll never know. How about this? Show up late to the party and get in the food line last. If you're first in line, everything's available and you also tend to go back for seconds. If you're last in line, there's a very good likelihood that you'll get engaged in conversation. And let's face it, you're probably not going to the Super Bowl party starving. So it's not like you must eat at this party. If it's a pretty big party, I don't think there's any problem with you bringing your own food. Like, don't be rude or obnoxious about it. Like, you know, don't walk in and be like, oh, I brought my own food because I'm gluten-free, vegetarian, paleo, and I'm on a no-sugar, high-carb diet. So, like, yeah, I'm, like, super into, like, health and stuff, and I knew you guys, like, weren't. And so, like, brought my own, like, super healthy food because, like, check out my abs. No one likes that girl. Just low-key it. But you know what the truth is? Most people don't notice. No one's, like, taking inventory of when and how much you eat. Okay. Now, what advice do I have for you if you've already decided in advance, Shalene, I'm going to enjoy my Super Bowl Sunday like no other. In fact, I've prepared for it and I cannot wait to enjoy all of that terrible garbage food and I don't care. That's fine. No judgment here. I think that's totally cool as long as it's part of your plan. And by that, I mean you've planned for it. Either you you know how many calories you're going to consume that day or you're not even worried about it because you've been really great all month long. And this is just part of being a balanced human being. I mean, life is too short. I'm giving you these tips because I want for you to have some coping techniques. If you don't want to go to a party and feel like you've sabotaged all your great work, you know you've got some solutions here. But if you really enjoy food and you love being around people, and this is just part of life, 
and you like to keep things balanced, listen, I completely support you. I believe in that. I just think it's important that you plan for it. Like, you know in advance this is what you're going to do, and you're not going to beat yourself up after the fact. Bottom line, it's one day. I just want you to make the decision. I want you to know you're in control. And either way, you're still a good person and you can make that decision. I'm not telling you you have to do this. I'm giving you these suggestions in case you are that person who wakes up Monday morning and is like, why did I do that? Why did I destroy my willpower and all the great work that I've done over the last two weeks in one day of total gluttony? I feel sick. I feel gross. I feel like I should call in sick to work today. Do you know it's like the number one day of the year that people call in sick to work is Monday. And it's not because of hangovers from alcohol. It's from food hangovers. So again, if you want to indulge, cool, that's up to you. But if you're going to indulge, may I suggest that you keep the same plate, even if you're going back for seconds, and leave a little remnant of what it was you just ate. Because here's what happens over the course of a party that's like two, three, four hours long. I don't know how long you're going to be there, but we tend to just forget about that little muffin that we ate and then the five uh, buffalo wings and and the chips and the dip. And that's because we're using a different plate or it's divvied up in different snack areas. If you have some evidence of what you've consumed, you're more likely to adequately estimate how much you've eaten and then realize, gosh, I've never gotten full because I've been grazing for five hours, but I've eaten a lot of food and I should probably chillax. I've saved my best tip for last. This is probably where some of us are going to have to break up. Now, don't be mad at me for this suggestion. It comes from a place of love. I have to say this because I care about your best interest. That's how great friendships work. So I'm just going to put it out there. No alcohol. Yeah, I said it. I said no alcohol. Is it going to kill you? I, I kind of doubt it. But here's the deal. When we drink, we make really bad decisions about our food. We make really bad decisions about other things too. But like, why do it? You know, it's over the course of hours. It's in the middle of the day. Do you really need to load up on booze on a Sunday? All those extra calories, like why drink your calories? Truth be told, if I'm going to indulge in calories, I promise you it's not going to be through a straw. I'm going to have like a big juicy cheeseburger or like sweet potato fries dipped in like organic ketchup. Oh, just living on the edge. I mean, really, I would I would go to town, but my mouth would not be sucking through a straw. I would be chewing. I need to chew those calories. And sometimes I do that. You know, you have to indulge from time to time, but make room for it. And if I'm going to make room for those extra calories, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be using my teeth. I'm not going to just drink my calories. I'm going to chew it and savor it and remember it. Back to our subject at hand, alcohol. And next to St. Patrick's Day, Super Bowl Sunday is the number one day for alcohol-related accidents. Yo, like, I mean, really, do yourself a favor. Do other drivers a favor. Do your waistline a favor. Do your reputation a favor. Just don't drink on Super Bowl Sunday, you know? It's too hard to moderate when you've got all those people around and it's just hours of sitting there drinking. That's why there's so many alcohol-related fatalities on Super Bowl Sunday. Why risk it? So that's it. I don't know what team you're rooting for. I just want you to know I am rooting for you. I really am. And I want you to make the decision that's right for you. I am not a fan of dictating what people should be doing. 
I also don't believe that anyone should feel judged or like they're, you know, a bad person because they're eating, quote, bad food. Just plan for it. I just want you to know that you're in control. I want you to know there are options. And I want you to feel confident. You know that's my mission this year. My mission is to help people feel confident. We make better decisions when we feel confident. And our lives, the good things and the bad things have all been affected by the decisions we make. We make good decisions when we feel confident. We're always more confident when we exercise, right? So what better day than on Sunday to make sure you get a workout in? In the meantime, I just want to thank you. Thank you for sharing this episode with anyone who you think it would serve. I also would like to thank each and every one of you for your messages about the Courageous Confidence Club. You've blown my mind. I'm far exceeding my goal for the 90-day period to really focus on courageous confidence and helping people to become more confident. It feels so good, and I can't tell you how awesome these messages are. Hi, my name's Christina, and I'm from Bartlett, Illinois. I am a part of the Courageous Confidence Club, and I love it. One of my problems is is that I get very nervous or anxious when I'm in a big crowd of people that I don't know because I don't really know what to talk about. And one of the things Shalene does is she gives you a list of questions, of confident questions that you can ask people to be curious about them and to learn more about them. It's been a very great experience for me. So thank you so much, Shalene. Hi, this is Diana from Turlock, California. I just wanted to say that the Courageous Confidence Club has helped me in so many ways. It's really brought me out of my shell and, you know, made me drop all the walls and actually let people in. And Shalene has taught me a lot about myself and about what I want in life and the kind of life that I want to live. The Courageous Confidence Club is awesome. Let me know what you thought about this episode. You can leave me your own voicemail by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. And there you can leave a little message for me. And a lot of times I love replying to you. And until we have the opportunity to spend some time together again, I just need you to know you are the bomb.com.